Okay. I'm just after sneezing. And I had a quite typical sense of kind of, oh, 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 It was one that required a little bit of work. It didn't just come naturally. I had to kind of, I was kind of looking at the brightest part of the sky and I do this thing where I, 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 I wave my, my right hand in front of my eyes so that the, the brightest light that I can see, there's a strobe effect to it and that, that usually intensifies the urge to have a sneeze and then it, the sneeze just comes. But it, I suppose because I've been thinking in terms of mind, soul and, and all that kind of jazz a lot of late, one thing that I noticed my my ego, my mind, my thinking mind was saying the words oh 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 or not not the words but the sounds oh 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 kinda it's like a here we go, here we go, it's nearly there, nearly there, nearly there. But it got to a point whereby that kinda went offline and I was along for the ride for the ah part. I felt like I was a passenger. That 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 happened to me and I was along for the ride. And that got me thinking of quite a lot, to be honest. So, for the second or so, the actual achoo part lasts. There was a touch of an out-of-ego experience. Now, I've mentioned this before, this this idea of an out-of-ego experience. And the, the classic example of that is an ego death with psychedelics. So, you take enough psychedelics and your your ego, the, the, the Frano McKeown part of me, it dies. It crumbles to dust and you're just left with essentially pure feeling you're left in the realm of of emotions you're left in the realm of the soul and while you're in that state i don't think that you're really contactable in the real world so typically if you take enough psychedelics and have an ego death you're lying on the couch or a bed or the floor and you're for all intents and purposes, unconscious in this realm, in the in the in the realm of you know things you can touch and see and feel and all the rest of it, and you're very much still there. You're in the room. You don't disappear or anything, but you're you're uncontactable. As in, like somebody could shake you, and you may or may not wake up, depending on how many psychedelics or how much psychedelics you've taken. And when you're in that state, the important thing to remember is you're uncontactable. Via language, at least. Now, maybe a sharp kick up the hole might do it. Or maybe if you cupped your hand over somebody's mouth and then plugged their nose, maybe that would invoke a, a kind of a, some sort of a stress response that would kind of snap you out of it. But it got me thinking of, of out-of-ego experiences, as, as small as that example is with the sneeze. It's literally just a second. But then I started asking myself, like, what is a sneeze? And a sneeze is a... It's many things, but one way you could describe it as is an, as an involuntary movement. Involuntary is the key word. Because I know I said that I kind of brought it on, but it, it was there to be brought on. And oftentimes, if your life depended on it, you couldn't stop it from happening. There's a very involuntary-ness to sneezing. And I started thinking of other kind of involuntary things. So laughing is the next one that came. And laughing is, without doubt, a soulful experience. I've said this before, you don't laugh in English no more than you laugh in Japanese or French. And crying is something similar as well. We don't cry in English and we don't cry in Spanish. 
And what all this led me to start thinking of was pain. Because as it would happen, I've had a bit of a bit of a, a nightmarish experience when it comes to pain. I had kidney stones. No fucking joke. No fucking joke at all, I can assure you that. Holy fuck. And I'm just going to share my experience as best as I can remember it. This is, I don't know, maybe two years ago or so. Woke up during the night. I went to bed like I always do. I sleep like a fucking fence post 99% of the time. And this night was no different. But woke up and I think I went to the toilet and got back into bed. And usually when that happens, I'd be asleep in fucking no time. But this time I just, I couldn't get comfortable. I was just, I was kind of twisting and my back was a little bit fucking, uh, just uncomfortable. Not not painful, not sore, just, I, I just couldn't get, I just couldn't settle in and conk out. So, in my infinite wisdom I said, fuck this, I'm going out to the shed for the for a hit of the bong, that'll knock me out. So I went out to the shed, hit the bong, that was grand, lay back down, but no sooner had I the fucking covers pulled over me, I was like, ah, fuck no, this, this, no, I'm going to have to, I can't lie here, this, is, this isn't working. And I went down to the kitchen, and the pain in my back started to get, you know, a good bit worse. I was like, what the fuck? Now again, not really bad, but just like, very uncomfortable. Not not painful per se, but just very uncomfortable. So I knocked back a, a couple of painkillers, Nurofen or whatever was in the press, saying to myself, you know, it could be grand between the bong hit and the painkillers, you know, you'll be all right. And I was kind of twisting and turning, and like, oh, fuck, right, oh, Jesus. And I lay down on the ground to try and push the, the small of my lower back against the tiles or to, to get into a position whereby it wouldn't be that painful. Because at this point now, it was beginning to get quite fucking sore. Very, very, very uncomfortable, say. So I was down fucking rolling around in the kitchen floor for a while and it was it was getting to the point of it, it was bad. Something There was something fucking seriously up here and I, I, I couldn't put my finger on what it was, but the pain was getting to kind of worrying levels. And herself came down and she goes, you all right? And I just went, no. And she goes, uh, do you want me to ring an ambulance? And I was like, oh, oh no, 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 I don't, I don't, I, I, it wasn't that fucking bad. And she goes, do you need to go to the hospital? And I was like, yeah. She was like, right, fuck. So it's myself and herself. We're at home. The kids are in bed. Me and her can't just head off in the car to the hospital. And we can't drag a fucking, what would they have been, a five-year-old and a maybe a one-year-old out of bed to hospital either. So she rang me mom in the middle of the night. And fair play to Benjamin. She came out and she brought me to Drogheda Hospital. I can't remember. One of them might have rang the A&E in Navin and they told us to go to Drogheda. I don't fucking know. I was too busy concentrating on the pain and be back. So, get into the car and my mum drove me to Drogheda. And uh, every gear change, every corner, every touch of the brake, every acceleration was just fucking nightmarishly pain- painful. Fucking hell. So she pulls up at the entrance to the A&E and she said, are you able to get out? And I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck it, Jet. No, I'll fucking do anything to get out of this cunting car. So I hobbled in anyway, hobbled over to reception and uh, stood there like a fucking spa bent over in fucking pain. And your one, you know, I can't remember exactly what she said or what I said, but to cut a long story short, she told me to sit down. So I hobbled over to the fucking seats and sat down. Now, it was one of those benches where there's about... It's something similar to the seats that are in a stadium. You know, you you sit on a plastic kind of shelf that's moulded in the general shape of an arse, and there's a back to it. 
and there's maybe 20 of them all bolted onto like a steel beam and then the steel beam is bolted into the floor. So I was on the very end of one of those, the closest one to the little hatch at reception. Sitting there just kind of hoping and praying that I'd be seen soon, but trying to distract myself, trying to trying to think of anything but the fucking pain in me back. And I essentially collapsed onto the floor. I, I just, I couldn't sit up, I couldn't stand, I couldn't stand up, I couldn't sit. And I just kind of keel, keeled over onto the floor in the fetal position. Now at this point, the pain is at a fucking 11. Not, not fucking pleasant. I really, really, really wouldn't recommend it. And the next thing I remember is, I was on my hands and knees in the fetal position, kind of facing down, my, my eyes facing the ground and my back facing the ceiling, say. And just fucking, just completely tense. I thought I was going to break bones. I was fucking tensing myself that much. And I remember slipping. My hand was on the ground and it slipped and I nearly fucking upended myself. And what I slipped on was a puddle of tears that was on the fucking ground in front of me. I was in a bad fucking way at this stage. And then I remember somebody trying to, to kind of help me up. And then I remember two or three people helped me up. And this is all very foggy now, but I remember saying you're going to somebody saying you're going to have to let go. You're going to have to let go. And when they said that, I kind of realised I had my arm wrapped around one of the posts that was supporting one of the the seats that I was sitting on, and I was fucking, I was clinging onto it for fucking dear life. <laughs> it's reminding me of remember that episode in Father Ted whereby he has to climb out of the plane and use three inches of sticky tape to fix something. And then he realises he's on the fucking landing gear of a Boeing 747 at 30,000 feet travelling at 600 miles an hour, and he just freaks out. And the next scene is him clutching onto the fucking wheel of a, of a passenger jet in his fucking living room, shivering and shaking, because the joke is he was clinging onto it so fucking tight that they had to take the fucking wheel off and, and bring him home with it. That's what I was like, held onto this fucking thing. Just, that just fucking unbearable pain. And I remember thinking, I remember thinking like, what's, and this is, this is what has me thinking about this, this kind of out of ego experience or this kind of separate, this separation from yourself. I remember thinking clearly to myself, so on one hand, I'm going, and on the other hand, I'm going, when am I going to pass out? Like, surely I should have passed out by now. I thought you're supposed to pass out when you've reached, you know, inconceivable amounts of pain. But the clarity of which I thought that was such a juxtaposition to the pain that I was fucking experiencing. And then I remember, I don't know if I let go or if fucking half a dozen fucking doctors and nurses and people in the waiting room prized me off this fucking thing. And they essentially started dragging me down a corridor to a, a fucking bed or whatever where I could be seen to. And the next thought that I remember, and again, this thought was clear as fucking day. This was as clear as I'm speaking into the microphone right now. I remember saying to myself, for fuck's sake, Frano, you're making an ab absolute show of yourself this is a fucking hospital lad there's literally people dying in this building there's sick children there's sick elderly people there's sick pregnant people there's people in real need of medical attention and here you are making a fucking show of yourself making a mountain out of a fucking molehill cop onto yourself on one hand and on the other hand 
my heels are dragging behind me as two or three fucking porters drag me down a corridor and all I can do is go <laughs> thrown up onto a bed I the next thing I remember now is being told you have to relax you have to relax you have to relax and through fucking blurred vision I seen some cunt in a white coat he kind of came into focus and he was looking me in the eye and he's like you're going to have to relax I've got something here it'll take the pain away you have to relax, you have to relax. And as soon as I heard, it'll make the pain go away, I fucking kind of released the tension that was in me muscles and just whatever you're giving me, give it to me fucking fast, please, quick. And I'll never forget him. He fucking, I think, was there something in my arm already or had he a, a, a hypodermic needle? I can't remember, it's kind of foggy, but he, go, he, he, he had me arm and he injected me and as he injected me, he goes... You know, if this is X amount of morphine or whatever, you'll be grand, you'll be grand, you'll be grand. Didn't do a fucking blind thing. I was still in just as much fucking pain as I was. Reassured, it'll take a sec, it'll take a sec, it'll take a sec. Meanwhile, I'm just going... Aah! You know that scene in Alien when the fucking thing jumps out of her stomach? That's what it felt for me, only it was coming out, out my lower back. Through my fucking spine and out my lower back. And that went on and on and on and on for a fucking eternity. And after about four and a half years, the doctor came back and he said, Right, Fran, right, I can give you some more. I can give you some more. We couldn't give you any more than what we gave you the first time. But enough time has elapsed. I can give you more. And again, that reassurance that it was all going to be over made me relax enough for them to give me a second shot of morphine. And I'll never, never, I can still see the images burned into my fucking memory. I'll never forget him. He looked at the plunger. He looked at me. He looked at a fucking screen. Then he looked back at the plunger. Pushed it all in. Looked at me. Looked at the screen where my vitals or whatever else are fucking showing up. Looked back at me. Looked back at the screen. Looked back at me in complete disbelief. And I went... And all I could do at this moment was go... And I'll never forget, he just shook his head and said, I'm sorry, I can't give you any more morphine. And again, all I could say was, <laughs> and it just didn't do a blind bit of fucking difference. Now, I say that, but the next thing I remember is I woke up the next day. So it obviously did do fucking something. But it, I was about to say it was worth the experience. I don't know if it was. I really don't think it was. It wasn't. What am I saying? Jesus Christ. It wasn't worth the experience. But what I'm left with from having had that experience is feeling in real live terms having uh, been kind of separated from myself. I've never had that before. I've never... There's been times when I've, I've, I've said to myself, you know, will we go in here for a point? Or... You know, maybe you could ring Brian, or maybe you shouldn't do that. Like I've spoken to myself internally, but I've never, I've never had two independent consciousnesses. One going, and the other one going, Frano, for fuck's sake, lad, like, cop the fuck onto yourself. And that split, I wonder, was that my separate fucking hemispheres thinking independently? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know.
But what it's reminded me, and even what's coming out of the wash of this is, I need to find out more about pain. Because that was that was just pure physical pain. But there's psychological pain. And I don't know if, if there's... Like, that's physical pain. So if you look at physical, mental, and emotional, emotional that, that was 100% physical pain. Emotional pain is presumably heartbreak. And then I don't know what mental pain would be. I don't know what the severity of it is because the only thing that's really coming to mind now at this moment in time is when you're trying to figure out something really hard and you might kind of joke and you say, oh, my, my brain hurts. But that's, you know, it's um, it, that's a wishy-washy way of fucking defining mental pain. Emotional pain, straightforward. You lose a kid, you lose a parent young or at any stage really, you lose your best friend, your missus does the dirt on you. You know, there's 101 different things that will call you really fucking bad emotional pain. And I'm sure that there is emotional pain that's every bit as bad as my physical pain and fucking 10 times worse. Because the thing about physical pain is when it's over, it's over. Like I've had a couple of root canals and I've had a couple of abscesses and they're no fucking joke. Like the, the, the dentist or whoever might say, you know, which tooth is at you? And you're like, I don't fucking know. And they're like, can you locate the pain? You're like, yeah, yeah, no problem at all. I can locate the pain to the side of my head. It's the right side of my head. That's where my fucking toothache is. Like, pain like that is no fucking joke. But like with the kidney stones, when it's when it's over, it's over. Emotional pain is different. Like, your, your missus does the fucking dirt on you or whatever it is. Your kid dies, blah, 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 any of that kind of fucking shit. Like that, that lasts forever, essentially, to, to one degree or another, depending on what it is. It's not over as soon as the pain goes away, like with a toothache or with a backache. Holy fuck, it's 17 and a half minutes, lads. I'll chat to you tomorrow.